Welcome back to Marriage Monday. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is our podcast that endeavors to build marriage one Monday at a time. Thanks for listening. Uh, Today, I want to talk about getting hung up on what your spouse isn't doing. Getting hung up on what your spouse isn't doing. Why is that such a big deal? Because quite often I've had conversations with couples, I've done counseling, um, I've been in the room listening to people talk about their marriage, and I've watched them get so caught up on what their spouse is not doing that it actually prevents them from doing what they know they should be doing. That getting caught up in that moment actually gives them that internal excuse, almost giving themselves permission to not do healthy things for the relationship, to not be a healthy spouse because they're caught up on what they think their spouse, quote unquote, should be doing or what they are not really doing. So let's break this down a little bit. First and foremost, I just wanted to say this, that preventing health out of spite hurts everyone. Preventing healthy actions Healthy things for the marriage, preventing those things out of spite only hurts the marriage. I'm not saying that you can't be upset at your spouse. I'm not saying that you can't be angry at your spouse. That's just a part of being married. But when we begin to withhold healthy things from the relationship, we begin to withhold quality time or withholding communication. Uh, We're no longer good listeners. Uh, We're withholding intimacy. Uh, We're no longer, we're going to keep their family at bay until they they do X and Y and Z, whatever it is. Uh, when you are withholding healthy things from the relationship out of spite, you're not just hurting your spouse, you're hurting yourself. It hurts everybody. And the idea that I can do something to my spouse and it doesn't affect me, that doesn't work. That's, that's a misnomer. That's a myth that when you hurt your spouse, you're actually also hurting yourself because the scripture says the two become one. So when one hurts, it hurts both. So make sure that you're not withholding healthy things from the relationship because ultimately you're going to be hurting your spouse and yourself. Number two, identify the issue identify the issue. I've had couples come in and talk to me about what I call toothpaste issues. And what does that mean? Toothpaste issues, it's when two couples, they are their marriage is on the verge of breaking up because one person is squeezing the toothpaste from the middle of the tube instead of from the end of the tube. My wife squeezes from the middle, I squeeze from the end. But I've watched couples come into my office, I've watched couples contact me over what I call toothpaste issues. And what I end up doing is number one, I listen to them thoroughly. And then secondly, I start asking them questions because I I know this and you know this listening that the toothpaste isn't the issue, isn't it? It's not the issue. What is the issue is something, it's whatever's underneath the surface driving the angst. And so with couples, if I can get them just to talk it through and to get that stuff out, I can start asking questions to get them to look deep down. Why is it that I'm so broken, angry, furious over the toothpaste? Why am I really angry? So if you can get down, sometimes that's why you need a good Christian counselor. Sometimes that's why you need good Christian mentors for your marriage is to be able to have those conversations and figure out what am I getting hung up on? Because sometimes we're getting hung up on things that our spouse isn't doing, that they're not doing, and they're honestly a little bit more trivial things. And we have to ask ourselves, what is driving the angst? What's driving the frustration? What's driving um, that, that irritation I'm having with them? And why am I so hung up on that? Number three, look for the progress. Look for the progress. Now, I know I brought this up in a previous podcast, so forgive me for doing a little repetition here, but I think it bears worth repeating that too often that we, we can see where, what our spouse hasn't achieved or acquired instead of actually looking at the progress they've made in their life. 
Listen to me. We can get so caught up with where we want our spouse to be in terms of what they're arriving at as a person, as an individual, as a spouse, that sometimes we can look at them and what they haven't accomplished instead of building up what they have accomplished. And that's why I've seen couples that have gotten hung up on what their spouse isn't doing. And and what they really mean is I'm getting hung up on what they haven't achieved or the type of man that he was supposed to be or type of woman she's supposed to be, the type of mother, type of wife, type of husband, type of man, father. You can get so hung up on that instead of looking at the positive and stopping and saying, okay, let's look at what they have done. Let's look at where they have grown. Let's look at what they have achieved up to this up until this point. Because I promise you, taking that positive life-building side far outweighs as more motivating than doing the opposite. Because I'm telling you what, any coach I've ever had with my life, what has built me up and made me work harder was not telling me, Behringer, this is what you haven't done. It's Behringer, look at what you've done. Look at how much you've grown. Look at how much faster you've done. Look at look at what you've done from the previous year. I remember my senior year, Coach Probst pulled me aside in the locker room and he just said, listen, whatever you did this summer has worked. You are night and day different from the player that I saw last year. And I'm telling you what, that thrust me into a senior year uh, to play harder than I've ever played before because of that one word of progress and positivity. Do that for your spouse. Look for the progress and build it up. And lastly, number four, seek to serve first. Seek to serve first. We approach our spouse the same way that Christ approached us. He came not to be served, but to serve. I say this so often in marriage counseling that we cannot get so hung up on what our spouse isn't doing that we stop doing what we know we ought to be doing. I mean, imagine if that's the way Christ treated us, that he stopped doing what he knew, the mission that he was supposed to do, the health he was bringing to the kingdom of God, uh, what he was proclaiming, the work of the cross, uh, the, the resurrection. Imagine if he stopped or prevented himself from doing it because he was so caught up with what the bride of Christ, we, what we weren't doing. We are to serve the way that Christ served us, served the church, which means that we have to be in a mode where we're willing to give with knowing we may never, ever get reciprocated back to us at the same level. But we don't do it for that. We do it because we love our spouse. We do it because we love our marriage. And we do it because that's the way Jesus modeled it for us. And so again, the four things I wanted you to really grasp is this, preventing health, out of spite only hurts everyone. Number two, make sure you identify the actual issue that you're frustrated about. Number three, choose to see the progress in your spouse. And then lastly, seek to serve first. Be the one who chooses not to get hung up on things to the point that would ever prevent you from serving first. That's all I've got to say today. I hope you have a fantastic Marriage Monday. And make sure this week that you really guard your your heart to make sure that you're not getting so hung up on what your spouse isn't doing that it stops you from doing the healthy things you should. God bless and have an amazing day.